Hello and welcome to another episode of the NK Active podcast. My name's Nick, director and podiatrist here at NK Active, and we're kindly joined by Dave, one of our rehabilitation experts here at NK Active. So this month's topic, this month's podcast is all about what is the best exercise dot dot dot. So what's the best exercise for your knee pain? What's the best exercise for your Achilles problem? It is something that we get asked an awful lot in clinic on, on a regular basis. So Dave, what is the best exercise? The best exercise is the exercise that gets done. A lot of people are asked looking for a silver bullet. If I do this, there will be a cause and effect and that will cure all my problems and everything will be great. But it's not as simple as that. We've got to break down a lot of barriers first. So one that starts someone doing something is often the best exercise. And and this is it. It's, life would be so simple, wouldn't it? If we could just turn and say, right, you've got some knee pain, you've got an Achilles problem, just do this one single exercise and everything will, will settle down. That would be great, wouldn't it? But unfortunately, it doesn't really work like that. And the thing you first said there are, are barriers. So what do we think some of the common barriers are that we come across? Interesting to just look at the camera and ask the people watching, do you have barriers to exercise and do we list them now? So I think a lot of people these days, time, people are very busy. Yep. Was that on your list? Time, they don't enjoy exercise. They don't like doing it. They find it boring. I think that can be a big one. Culture people's cultural environment, people saying, oh, you're a fitness fanatic because you walked up the stairs twice. And fitting in and being part of a group, that can be a big influence. Just not knowing what to do or fear of doing the wrong thing. If I do it wrong, I'll make my problem worse. Which is a really easy one, because if you do it and it gets worse, you've made it worse. If you do it and you're okay, you're probably gonna be okay. And, and that's that one is a big one because the issue is with with social media and videos and Instagram and blah blah blah. It's you get what I call the squat police. Oh, yep. you, you get someone doing a squat, and then all you know, there's a video, and then someone look at this person doing this squat wrong. Look at their technique isn't perfect, but I'm going to put it out there and say the perfect technique also doesn't exist. There are different things. Like people talk about a squat, you must be able to get your bum close to the ground. Well because of my ankles and naturally how stiff they are, when I squat, unless you put me in a set of high heel shoes, I'm not getting low to the ground. Does that mean I do a bad squat? Does that mean that when I squat heavy, I'm not loading the muscles and improving strength? I I don't buy into that. I think it's more of a case of, as long as you're not doing something that is unsafe and has potential to cause harm and that one normally comes down to if you find someone who goes from not lifting any weight to trying to then lift huge amounts of weight and so it's load management not the exercise it's looking at where you are and the important thing is no one can look at you and say oh you're doing that wrong what they should ask is why are you doing it like that i had back surgery two days ago and this is all the range of movement i've got yeah so i'm working with what i've got or I had a shoulder operation a month ago, I'm building back. I know what I want to achieve, but I'm working with what I've got. And this is as far down as I can go at the moment. And if I get further and build, 
that's for the future. And you can see it in some of the yoga poses. If everyone could do all the yoga poses, why would anyone go to a yoga class? It's practice and training. Yeah. They're working with what they've got. They know they're a bit stiff, tight, weak, wherever they are, and they're building up. Are they doing it wrong? Or are they doing it right within their capability? But I would definitely argue that that these are trying to do something to impact some change, aren't they? Yes. So I want to go back to the time one. It's sort of, we hear this all the time. I haven't got time to do exercises. But I think that becomes, do you think it's a cultural thing that when you say the word injury rehabilitation or you say the word exercise, people assume, right, you must do an hour of this one thing. I think it's an interesting point. Someone has had a problem for a while. They've made time eventually to go and see someone. What was it that triggered them to get there? Often it's pain. They want the pain to go away. And then they prioritise their exercise. Oh, I've got to get rid of this. So it comes up on a higher priority. Yeah. And then the exercises that they need to do could be one minute throughout the day. We did some squats and some heel raises this morning. 20 seconds. This is, this is, this is it. And actually, if you look at the evidence, I think it, what was it? Um, 18 minutes, three times a week. They'd done a study looking at runners and getting strength changes, and it was three sessions of 18 minutes. Yeah. And that was it. And they, the runners who'd done that got some increased strength And they're changes. already runners. Someone who's not a runner will improve by doing almost anything that's a change that's an increase from what they have been doing. But this is it. It's trying to break down that barrier that, well, it's all about what's perfect time-wise... But that, again, differs from person to person. And it comes back to looking for the silver bullet for the answer. And we're very good with medicine. This is the correct dose. This is how much you should have. But with exercise, exercise is medicine. We don't know the specific correct dose, how much is enough, yeah. how much when. And it's, it takes a different mindset. But it's okay that we don't know yeah. the dose because you're there, you're there experimenting and work. Okay, let's see how you react to this. See what the body, because people are like, oh, and that's, that's going to flare it up. But on the other hand, it may not flare it up. And we do sometimes, we get some aches and some stiffness. I've got worse. And it's that fear and it's confidence that we need to overcome. I need to go and see an expert to keep me safe. And in the discussion with the person, who's the expert? Who can feel what's happening? Who can feel how heavy it is? Who can feel the load tolerance? I can't tell how much someone can do unless I test them. They can't look at me and say, oh, he can lift this much. So we need to test and we need to find out. Yeah. And the time one's also interesting because if you've got, if you've got an iPhone, and I think Android will do it as well, you, you can... <laughs> <laughs> we... Um, can get in a lot of trouble here, couldn't we? Just like an Android. Um, is that basically you can look at your phone, it will tell you how long you've had screen time, what you've been doing it for. And actually you look at the time you're mainly scrolling on Facebook, Instagram, social media, yep. things along those lines. And then you then work actually I have got time and you may be able to say, well, actually I've got five chunks of five minutes throughout the day. Well, that's perfect amount of time to do some exercises yeah. in. You don't have to cram it all in one go, do you? No, we had exactly the same conversation. 
Should I do 20 minutes or half an hour in one go or should I fit it in throughout the day? And if I was giving it to somebody, how do I know which is going to work for them? If I ask them, which is going to work best for you and then review it, how did you get on with that? Oh, I forgot to do them. It works much better if I get up in the morning, do them yeah. then. Well, I can't get up in the morning. I have to fit them in. Well, is it working for you? Is it making a difference? And, that, and that's it. I think it goes back to the best one is the one that you can consistently do. Yeah. Isn't it? So if you can consistently block out a half hour at the end of the day or the start of the day, then that's right for you. But it doesn't mean that's going to be then right for your husband or wife or son or daughter or whatnot. It just, yeah. It's going to ever rule individuals and i think we need to stop trying to look for that silver bullet or of how to do it and which particular exercises fit in there because yeah. what can be changed and if we change that that's great how effective is that and is it actually we're making a strength building program or is it a confidence building program and when someone moves and understand that it's variable so then thinking about one of the other barriers you said was sort of fear. Yeah. How does that stop people sort of to try and do some exercise to resolve a problem? Because it's been overcoached and there are so many stories and everyone knows someone with a, who's had a problem or running, I can't do that, I can't lift. I don't want to make anything worse for me or for anybody else. So how do I keep myself safe? Well, I don't do it. I avoid doing mm. something. Problems easily solved then that's all right today and tomorrow, but what about in the week to come or the week after that and in the time in the future? You've making your world smaller. Things are getting, oh, I don't do that. And I, now, yeah. I, now I can't. So it's, an, it's, a, it's a discussion and it's a thought process about where am I confident to start? And if you find where you're confident to start, then that's okay for you. It's not yeah. about, can I do the whole thing? One, can I turn up for the class? Can I start my exercise program? I started it and what happened? I was okay. Oh, what did you learn? And what we do when people come back on their second appointment, what did you learn since we've last seen you? Not yeah. how many exercises did you do? I did that and oh, actually it worked out quite well. Like where do we go from here? Well, I could do a few more and there's a process rather than an absolute. Yeah, and it is... Again, I don't think with modern, the way we are in modern society, it doesn't help, does it, with the, the fear side of things. But if we purely look from a science perspective, um, we know that from zero to 30, we're constantly building strength. Now, unfortunately, from 30 onwards, biology's not on our side and the body's trying to not make us as strong all the time. And then you get to the age of 60 and the speed in which you, you lose strength doubles. But the great thing is, is no matter how old you are, the body is always prepared to work if you give it the right yeah, stimulus. Yeah, you can always it? change. And this is something else that we see. We'll see some people who, oh, how's your balance? Oh, terrible balance. Do you do anything about it? No. Oh, I'm so stiff. Do you stretch? No. Or they might do some walking. Yes, I'm very active. I'm very busy. Mm. I'm always on the go. That's not the same as a progressive building program. So the people who are active, the thing that we often see that's missing is load and resistance training, strength. Yeah. And I think you, you glossed over a key word. I think the, the progressive. It, yep. it's, we will see a lot of the time in clinic um, where people have been given an exercise program 
and then they've been given one exercise, they got better and then they plateaued because the exercise was never progressed forward. And it is, it is almost a bit of like reverse psychology in a way that you come in here, I've been doing really, really, really well. What's my reward? I'm going to make it harder. <laughs> and it's sort of like, but then it's then that excitement of, right, I've made it harder. I can now do more. I can do more. I can do more of this. And actually it, be, it becomes quite exciting because you can see, well, actually, how far can I take this? And I think this is why we see it a lot where people's goals change yep. throughout the program because they don't believe that they could achieve something. They achieve anything. Well, actually, do you know what? I'll put a bit of effort in there, but actually that wasn't that difficult. Oh, I, I'm okay. I got there. Now, actually, can I step up from going for a walk for 5K at the weekend? Oh, can I now go do a 10K walk? Actually, how much more effort am I going to need to put into yeah. achieve that? And that's where I think it gets, it gets really exciting. And there are two sides to exercise, aren't there? There's the initial exercise to treat the pain or the injury or whatever's happening. And then there's the exercises that you can use alongside that for the disuse where things have become a little yeah. bit stiff because they haven't been used as much. And the muscles are absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with those muscles, but because of the pain, they haven't been used as much. And when they start getting moving, they ache and they grumble a yeah. little bit, which is fine. And it's just being aware. And But, but I've made my leg stiff. Yeah, that's that process that you need to go through just gently and gradually and progressively to wake the muscles up and remind them to do their job but then do we think bringing it back to the fear side of things do you think fear would be a lot less if someone had an understanding of the journey that they go on so they had a plan they had some structure i think fear would be a lot less and if we took exercise Oh, that means I have to lift and do strength training and it's going to be hard. And just reminding people, well, do you do your garden? Yes. Do you lift and carry in the garden? Do you lift and carry with your shopping? Children, grandchildren. You do a lot of movement and activities. What we're doing is same thing, calling it something different, and then we're going to move it to the next level and progress it. Oh, I, I can lift because I lifted in the garden. I lift the logs. I cut the grass. Yeah. I dig holes. I bend and stretch to do bulbs and weeding. We're only giving it names and labels and providing you with the next step. And funny you say logs. I did think of you yesterday. I went out to the garden to the log store to pick some more logs up for our log burner and filled up two bags for life from the current on thinking, do you know what? There must be a good, I reckon, 30 kilos total in these bags that are now yep. just lunging them effectively walking and lunging and twisting and turning yep. around but you don't think of it as exercise you don't think of it as something that could help you get over and what happens that exercise is a one-off oh i'm tired i'm fatigued you put it in with everything else but you walk into the gym i don't know what to lift i don't know how heavy to lift but you test the bag out go oh i can lift that i can lift that quite easily and often there's a disconnect between what we do and doing exercise. Yeah. Because it's been made such a big thing. And I think that leads nicely into sort of the next point, as it were, because there are only sort of three barriers that we spoke about, and there are, there are hundreds that yeah. we could do. But I think the most important thing is when you're talking about what is the best exercise in inverted commas, 
as it were, is the thing that is often, I think, missed in healthcare is we can be very guilty at times of you're coming in, you've got an Achilles tendon problem or you've got a knee issue. You just look at the knee and the Achilles. Yep. But actually forget there is a human being attached to that because if we talk about exercises, we know there is research out there. If you want to strengthen your calf muscle, then there are particular exercises that are going to be better improving strength in calves than other exercises. But the big but is, is that the best exercise for every person with an Achilles problem you want to strengthen the calf? Well, it depends on the person. Absolutely. What's that person's exercise history? What is their pain level? Where are they prepared to start? What else have they got to do? It's such a personalised individual story that we can have that conversation and ask people, Yeah. What, are you, what, what would fit in with your lifestyle? What are you prepared to do? And we see people with fear, or if I load my Achilles, it hurts. What happens if it goes really wrong and I cause a yeah. big problem? And if I just stay off it, well, I've rested it, I did a bit of stretching, and it's just finding what someone's prepared to do and then take them to the next step. And we talk about it as stepping stones across the river. You can't jump across the river. You go from one step to the next one. Stop looking at the other side. That's what I've got to do. Well, this is where I am. I can take one step forwards. Yeah. And once I'm there, yes, I can take one step forwards. I can't do 20 at once. That's step by step and break down the barriers and start. And I think it is that that step-by-step approach really then helps to take sort of the person into consideration as well because you need that relationship don't you yeah. with that you need yeah. to know what what excites them what makes them tick what will motivate them to do the exercises do have we explained things in a way that they feel they understand why am i doing i know this? a lot of people have come out of consultants appointments that they've waited ages for they've been in quite rushed quickly and they're walking back out across the car park to their car thinking, what happened there? And they wait for the report and that, oh, that was all a bit quick. And I've waited months for that. Yeah. So, no, it, it, it's taken that time, isn't it, to get the know yeah. of the person. I, I, we're a big believer here that it is, the best you can get the know of the person to begin with, Yeah. I think the better chance you got for success. If you don't get to know the person, what are their goals, what are, the, what, what are their barriers, then the chances are you're going to hit some very big stumbling blocks along the way, aren't you? And I think it's, it's good to, it's we're on a journey together because we may be seen as the expert and we know exercise, but we don't know their pain, their tolerance, their journey. They know that. Yeah. So together, how about some of these? No, I can't do those because of this. What about that? Oh, I could do those. We find the way through and it's, it's giving them permission to... Oh, I could try this or I could try that. Actually, I do know quite a lot about this. Well, actually, you do know quite a lot about it and you yeah. are involved and we're doing this together. Well, the one thing we we'll always say is that it's, we won't fix you as a person. Well, it, you are going to be doing the hard work. We're here to help navigate yep. and guide you through the journey and keep pushing you forward and put some structure in there. And our eventual aim is you get to the point where we can help teach you then how to do everything yourself. So you can turn and say... Nick, Dave, Charlie and the team, India and the team, do you know what? We don't need you anymore. We're off. Thank I'm you very much. I'm confident that I know yes. what to do and I know how to build those next steps. 
rather than I need an expert to tell me how much I can lift. And it's also the next step. It's also having that confidence of, do you know what? If I overdo it and I get a bit of a flare up, I know what to do when you get the flare up. Because it sounds silly. And we said it in previous episodes that we actually, I don't want to say we look forward to people having a flare up because that's just wrong. If a flare up happens during a rehab process, we're not overly concerned because everyone recovers from a flare up. And I think if you have a flare up during a rehab process and you recover from it, the power of recovering from that is so great. And it's that management. Did I do a little bit too much and cause myself a bit Mm. more pain? Maybe. Did I go for a walk, visiting, shopping, what it was? And, oh, but it's settling down. It's not the end of the world. I am okay still. I don't need to give up and hurry and it's all good. And that that learning process. And we've all done it. We've all pushed ourselves slightly too far. I remember a hockey tour and um, I was just trying to build up some some strength and practicing doing some squat stuff and I I just got a little too excited should we say and just went a little too heavy (laughs) and then got on the plane and then got off the plane after eight hours and I I literally near enough had to go down the steps on my hands and knees (laughs) because I had soreness in my quads where I just overdone it but then two days later settled down absolutely absolutely fine yeah. and it can be quite very difficult to know how much to do i felt all right at the time but later yeah. on um, it's a learning process and this is where counting and measuring becomes quite helpful which we don't do when we're doing our activities but exercise is easy we weigh stuff we do numbers sets and reps we know how much we've done and if later on oh that was a bit too much well it was all right at the time so how do i know we've got the numbers to rely on so you stop, but I'm still yeah. feeling good. And it's not all a case of the harder you work, you've got to push hard, you've got to do everything all at once and you've got to work hard and try and make a big red head and big thoughts. No, I'm going to stop there because I know that later that will be enough. Yeah, exactly. So next area is if we talk about the goals, i.e. the goals of the exercise, because if we're talking about the best exercise, to keep yeah. it on, on topic there... Are there, if you want to look at building up muscular strength versus muscular endurance, are there things that you need to be looking out for in reps and sets with regards to doing those? If you're taking just anatomy and a muscle, then we know that if the load is high, you can't do as many, and that's going to build strength. So if it's a high high load and it's difficult to do and we'll measure it out of 10 how close to 10 is that well it's a 7 or an 8 I can't do too many that's fine if it's lighter oh I can do more oh that's endurance so again there's no rocket science and we often see people do quite a lot more and working well but they're missing out on the load side of things yeah I think it is understanding it's understanding that whole process, isn't it? When you talk about the best exercise, the best exercise for knee pain, well, it's understanding depending on what stage you're at and what are the aims. Because the way I yeah. think of it is, I like trying, like trying to build a house, isn't it? Like to build a house, you want a good set of foundations. Definitely, no, you yeah. can build a house without foundations. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you. But your chances of coming into possible problems later on are much higher. Yeah. We're not saying you're guaranteed to get a problem. You may not. But the odds of coming into a problem are, are higher. And the way I look at it is 
when you talk about the best exercise or going through a rehab program, it is getting those foundations. Like you, you'd have foundations of the house. And I think the foundations for us as human beings is having that good strength foundation, that good base yeah. to start from. Yeah, building up. What do I want to do? Do I have the capacity to do that? No. So let's build the capacity before just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. So I'm going to take a step to the side, build some more capacity with a particular exercise or set of exercises. And if they're boring and you don't like them, that's unfortunate. But if you want to achieve the outcome, sometimes you have to do the homework, which can be not the most enjoyable thing. Can sometimes for some people, it's like taking horrible tasting medicine. You've got to get through it. Yeah. Do the homework, pass the exam. Exactly that. So... Obviously, we mentioned earlier that the key thing is to take into account the person attached yeah. to the the of regards to the exercise. And but then there's also an element of what's the best exercise. Well, surely does, does that depend on what the goal is for that individual? Because surely the best exercise, in inverted commas again, for someone that just wants to go for a a Sunday walk with the family for three four k compared to someone that wants to go and run 100 miles, surely is it the best exercise going to be different? It's picking the right exercise for that person, and it might be a different exercise. Do they need the same amount of strength? Do they need confidence in walking? If there was a magic wand that came out and the issue that we're talking about had gone, have both people got everything else they need to achieve. So the runner, have they got the endurance? Have they got the lung capacity to run that? Has the walker, have they got any hip pain? What else is going on? And it's taking the whole thing into consideration. So it's much bigger than just coming in with some knee pain, isn't it? Definitely. Knee pain, toe pain. If there was a magic wand that could take that away, Mm. What else needs to be sorted out so that you can do the tasks that you want to do? I want to run, right, my balance is still off. My control, my respiratory fitness isn't there. I want to walk down the road, but actually my hip, back, shoulder, they're still quite sore. So, And I think it's also important, we have a responsibility on that. When people are setting goals, is to make sure are those goals realistic are they timely are they achievable yeah and have they changed as we we mentioned earlier yeah set the goal well actually i'm doing quite well here this is moving on can i do a little bit more now and it's good sometimes to come back and say well actually this is where we started this was the aim look where you are because if you go on feelings i'm still doing a few exercises and i'm still feeling tired and i'm still feeling achy but I'm doing so much more to get that feeling. So feelings aren't always the most helpful way to measure things. Yeah. So if we then look at bringing this to a close, so what is the best exercise, dot, dot, dot? It's not straightforward, is it? It's not straightforward. There can be an anatomy. We need to work these muscles, but how much we need to work them whether that's the only thing that we need to look at and look at the big picture. Yeah. So we, we can have, yes, we need to work Achilles a foot. If we got that area stronger, yeah, that would be helpful. But 
how much of what and is that what you're prepared to do it's a great big picture so for you if i had to say right what would be your three best tips in trying to work out what is the best exercise for an individual we're looking at the areas that are painful what else is going on and may be involved in stopping somebody and then finding out where they're prepared to start so achilles tendon problem for example we may need to get some stronger muscles in the calf but also if they're really worried because they know somebody who had a rupture and they're not prepared to do that let's start in a different place where's the person prepared to start i'll do what you tell me just give me the list easy easy athletes easy people with more life experience other life experience no i can't fit that in okay well what can you do because if you're not prepared to do anything then we can't really help yeah but where's their start point so that's interesting because with the either those with all those three tips none of it actually really spoke about an exercise and it was all more about the person rather than the and it's physical. asking questions rather than giving answers yeah i'm not going to tell you what you need you tell me where you're prepared to start yeah what you can do so just go over what are those three in just sort of bullet point terms what are those, those three tips for you from you the area that we're looking at that's yep. uncomfortable we look what else is involved with the person and where's the person prepared to start yeah and i think that is a really really good place to start when you're trying to think about building an exercise program I like building an exercise program because it builds and develops and changes rather than this is it set here off you go nothing's yeah. I, I think over the last what four years surely the world has taught us that <laughs> nothing is set it, it, yeah. it, everything we've had so much change in the world over the last sort of three four years Definitely. it's unbelievable and it, we just got to get comfortable that things are going to, this is why you've got to build a program have your plan a b and c and then also then to then sort of help educate people on where where we're going yeah along the way so i think that's a really nice place to um draw this to a close Um, yeah so thank you for coming along and and having a chat thank you for watching and and listening if you've got any questions any queries please just do pop them in the comments below please do subscribe to our youtube channel and the podcast and you can also then give us a follow on instagram as well and we shall see you on the next episode see you later bye